We'll take a short break. We started reading the section of Ayetze. We do the portion of Sheni. Um, that's for Monday. So I want to make sure we're left with a minion here. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. You know, one of the problems we have today uh, is apathy. That people basically uh, don't uh, like to get involved. And sometimes when you have uh, people that at least they voice opposition, then you can sort of engage them, engage them and try to uh, reason with them. But if there is apathy, people that don't care, uh, uh, like one was, there's a joke, one was asked, what's the difference between apathy and indifference? So he says, I don't know and I don't care. So, but, so uh, the, uh, the, the thing is like, there's something very interesting that's striking in this week's, um, in today's portion. Here you have Yaakov. Now, Yaakov is a total pauper. He has nothing because, as Rashi explains, Yaakov, his, uh, his uh, brother's son, Eliphaz, was chasing him. You know, he had a, uh, an issue with him. He took away his blessing, so he was angry. So he sent Eliphaz to go kill Yaakov. And, but Eliphaz didn't quite want to kill Yaakov because Eliphaz grew up by Yitzchok's home and that was not something that he was going to do. So he said to Yaakov, what am I going to do? My father told me to, to kill you. So he says, take all my belongings. And if you take all my belongings, a person who doesn't have anything is considered like that. So he was a complete pauper. He had nothing. Now, you would imagine somebody like that isn't going to stand up, isn't going to say anything. Now, he comes into a new place. He comes to Choron. He doesn't know any of the people over there. And as soon as he meets with them, he starts giving those people Musr. You know, as soon as he comes in, what does he see? He sees it's still the middle of the day. It was the end of the day. And then he had these people took all their herds and they brought them into this one place. And he's saying to them, why are you uh, bringing in the uh, cattle, the, the, the sheep? Why are you bringing them home? It isn't time yet. It's still middle of the day. If you are hired to work the day, you haven't completed your day shift yet because the day isn't up. Wait a minute. Who are you, Yaakov, anyways? Who are you to tell us what to do? You know, even before we learned Lloyd, who was uh, a macher of Adirin's dome, when he tried to tell them what to do, they said, here comes a stranger. Now he's telling us what to do. Yaakov cared. When Yaakov saw that things weren't being done the right way. So Yaakov spoke out. Yaakov says to them, but something very, very interesting. In the first engaged, when he started speaking to those people, he opens up with a very powerful statement. Because he says to them, Yaakov, he says, Achai, he says, my brothers. His first thing is before he started to sort of give them guidance or tell them. He says, you are my brothers. He says, I love you. He says, I care about you. And therefore, he sort of broke the ice. He sort of melted everything away. Now we can talk because we're brothers and we're in it together and we care about each other. So now whatever he's going to say, 
isn't going to get them angry. But Yaakov taught us that what? That it is important if you see something going on over there, don't just ignore it. And even if you're a stranger, even if you don't belong there, go ahead, say something, speak up, go ahead, take a stand. Maybe you can impact some change. Do something by that. And I was thinking about in the larger uh, sense, you know, we all have a job uh, to work in this world. God gives us life, gives us health, gives us our mission in life is to try to accomplish within our families, within our communities, within our environments, to try to bring in some positive. Sometimes we get tired, you know, we get tired. We've worked, you know, we're a little, maybe we're a little bit older, maybe we're a little bit exhausted. And we say to ourselves, okay, you know what? I don't have the kayach anymore. I want to slow down. Then Yaakov, who is the leader of the generation, says, It's not the time yet to gather in. It's still work to be done. There's still, as long as there's daylight, as long as there's still a Jew out there that needs some guidance, some help. It's not the time yet. You have to continue to go ahead. And as Yaakov helps them. See, he doesn't just give them Musar. But Yaakov actually helps them. And Yaakov allows it because they said, look, we need some help. We can't roll off the stone. It's too heavy. So Yaakov goes in there and says, here. Takes it with one hand, rolls off the stone as if Rashi says is moving a cork from a bottle. That's how easy, that's how strong he was. Yes, Yaakov will be there for you. Yaakov will help you out. And then you will be able to continue. Yesterday, I was at an international shluchim convention in which there was over 3,000 shluchim represented from all across the world. And together with the Balabatim, uh, together with the lay leaders and the families, there was well over 4,000, close to 5,000 people in that place. It was a magnificent event. So I just want to share with you just one word which connects also to what we're saying over here. So this rabbi, his name is Shmuel Lu, he's a veteran shliach in England, and Somebody else related the story that he gets a call uh, on a Wednesday. The woman calls him up. He says, you got to help me. He says, what? He says, a cousin of mine made a decision that she's going to marry somebody not Jewish. So I want you to... Uh, now, <laughs> mind you, uh, the wedding is scheduled for uh, the next uh, Sunday. And he's getting the call on a Wednesday. So he says, okay, you know, listen, what, what am I going to do? So he says, um, anyways, he calls the, the, the girl, the cousin, and he, um, they make up to meet on Thursday. You know, anyways, he, um, he goes and meets with her, and he tells, you know, tells her the whole, uh, the whole spiel, how, you know, we have to marry inside, and it's not good for the future. He tries everything that he knows. She listens very respectfully to everything else. She says... You know, I appreciate very much you making the effort to coming out here. But at this late hour, <laughs> he says, everything is planned, you know, nothing is changing, and that's the way it is. And she thanks him for his efforts. So the rabbi says, look, don't think that I am so naive as to think that I'm going to come here two days before your wedding and I'm going to change your mind. But he says, but I have another purpose for coming here. I just want you to know, he says, that the Torah, and all the generations of the Jewish people 
and all of our great leaders and all of the people that really uh, care, care about you and your decision. Of course, it's your decision in life that you're going to make. But I came here to tell you that you matter, that you're important. And what you decide is your decision. But we care about your decision. And it's up to you to do it. But never forget that somebody came to you and told you before you made your decision that they care and they guided you. They wanted you to do what's right for you and for your family. And we care about you. And um, the wedding did take place. And, uh, but she made a commitment at that time that she will raise the children Jewish. That wasn't even at the time. So at least after that, they still raised the living children. So this idea of caring to people to know that somebody out there, instead of being apathetic and saying, what is my business or it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because every single Jew and every single person, what they do matters to all of us. And we're concerned and we try to do the best we can. It doesn't mean that we can succeed all the time, but at least we can try. Yaakov shows us the way. He comes into a place, he sees that the people didn't do it. He tries to do whatever he can. But the precondition is you start off with an achai. You tell them you're my brothers. They need to know that you love them. They need to know that you care about them. And you end up by actually helping them out. By not only speaking nice, not only preaching to them, but really lending them a hand, helping them along in whatever it is there. And with that level of extension, with love, as the Alter Rebbe writes, if you keep on pulling people with ropes of love, so in the worst case, you did a mitzvah of loving a fellow Jew. That's the worst case scenario. And in the best case scenario is perhaps you will actually succeed. When people see that you love them, they respond to you. Kemayim haponim laponim. The water you show to a face, if you show a smiling face to the water, you'll get back a smiling face. If you show somebody else a love, kindness, they will respond in kind. And hopefully we can accomplish it. Mikna will come to the time when it is time to gather the Mikna to get together all for the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Amen. Amen. Mr. Bogart.